0: Tell me for
1: episode number 55 of the Average Man Podcast, Robbery. So um, it's Monday the 9th, I'm just at home, and trying to make up for some lost time because I've been a little bit, uh, I'm going to say lazy, I'm going to be a little bit lazy lately, and I've missed a few episodes, I've been doing them sort of fortnightly, so this is a Monday, just scraping one in for this this week. Um, Now last week's missed episode was 100%. My fault. I was supposed to be chatting to Carlos. I've captured by Carlos, um, you know, and um, I drank too much on Saturday night, and I was hungover. And it's the first time I've ever canned a podcast because I was hungover, so I felt pretty shitty about it. But man, I I we had a, a street Christmas party barbecue, so with some of the neighbors and shit on, on our street, and I um, stayed there a little bit long and got a little bit too merry. And, Mixed a few different drinks together, gin and rum, and some wine, and yeah, it was pretty rotten on the Sunday, man, for most of the day, so I, I, pu- I pulled the pin on that one, I felt a lot shitty about it, so I probably won't catch Carlos until next year now, um, and also just trying to make things line up with Callum, with Callum... Um, with um, to, to talk about this burning man festival we went to a couple of months back and that's been hard to, to line up with both of us as well so that also might not happen till next year but yeah man i've been I've definitely been off my game lately there's just so much just so much happening this time of year hey um yeah and and i don't know i haven't haven't found those little windows like i normally do um kids have been taking a lot longer to go to sleep at night so Nighttime podcasts have been harder to do, uh, and and again, like not really getting much kids napping time during the day on the weekends either. So those sort of little pockets haven't really been there for me. So I'm gonna have to figure it out, and um, yeah, man, just make sure I do a better job next year. Uh, this episode is called "Robbery," and the reason it's called "Robbery." Um, is because I don't know if if you heard today, if you're of a younger generation or if you're a Triple J listener, you would have probably heard. But last night, uh, a rapper Juice World, his name, died at the age of 21. That was Juice World with with the track Robbery, and I just thought that was really sad, man. I'm not like I don't listen to his music. I like that song, and there's another track of his, Lucid Dreams, that's pretty cool, and he also did a feature on a Halsey track, um, Without Me, I think it's called so you know he's got he's done some cool stuff but you know definitely not my generation not my sort of kind of hip-hop or anything but um i I like what the kid did he had a lot of charisma about him seemed like i had a positive vibe to him and shit and just seems really sad man 21 years old that's it's too young really had his um the whole world and his whole life ahead of him man so um you know and it's been a little bit of a day of death actually um found out today at work, well, I heard that first thing in the morning, and then I found out one of the blokes I work with, his dog, he took him into the vet to get a check checked up in his mouth, and he had like, some blood in his mouth, and he brings him home, and he's got full-blown mouth cancer, it was pretty far developed, and then, you know, he's going to be terminal, his little dog there, mate, that um, yeah, I had, um, yeah, an extended family member, I won't go into the details, obviously out of respect for people, it's not, my story to tell but yeah some uh um, the partner of an extended family member died young over the weekend um they had a young baby and stuff as well so that's pretty heavy man so all this just sort of come got dumped on us today Is just kind of one of those yeah no it's a little bit heavier, and especially this time of year man so um i don't know just thought i'd do a little bit of a uh, um Homage to old Juice Juice World and play that song "Robbery" and that kind of those thoughts, those sentiments go out to all the people having a rough time this time of of the year as well. Um, and, you know, and anyone else who's going through that kind of shit at the moment, losing people or bad things happening to your family members or whatever, because that springs on us. At any time, hey, and I don't know how this kid died. I don't know if it was a drug overdose or if it was something more malicious than that, or if what, what was going on. But yeah, I haven't looked into the details. But so young, with so much talent, and, and his whole life ahead of him. But um, yeah, moving moving on from that, moving on to some some things around uh, town. I think my um, <laughs> I think my biggest beef at the moment. My get the fuck out of here um, segment would have to be based around the pools in Port Hedland, man. So, anyone who listens to my podcast knows I go on about these pools all the time. They're like two streets away from my house. I've got two young kids. This time of year, absolutely perfect thing to do. Go down to the pools on a weekend, get the kids out of the house, have a bit of a splash around, cool down. Great little option for the middle of the day when it's hot as Satan's balls outside. But uh, they opened the pools up, I think, three weeks ago and everybody went down there, it was free for the weekend, and you know, everyone went down and splashed around, and it was like, great, finally, these pools I've been working on for two years, man. Two years I've been trying to get them back up and running. Finally, it's up and running, um, and we get down there, they're open for a week, and they do some water testing and find there's some, uh, some bug in the water, some parasite, I think it is, amoeba-type parasite bug in the water. Test positive for it, it's actually quite dangerous and can turn to meningitis if it gets up your nose and can be deadly and all this kind of shit. So they shut the pools down. It was two weeks ago, I think. They shut them down and they haven't been open since. So they, they excuse me, <sighs> they opened the pools for one week after two years of being shut down and then they're open for a week and then they, uh, they shut them down again. And then like, how long are they going to be shut down for now? How long does it take to... to to dose the water up and get your levels right again, and make sure there's no bugs. In them. how long is that gonna take? It's just gonna drag on. It's gonna get done this year. It's gonna blow out to next year now. So get the oh, fuck out of here, Town of Port Port Hedland and Great Aquatic Centre, with your just just bullshit. Just get with the times. Just sort it out, man. It's a pool. Make the pool work. That's it, man. That's it. That's fucking like that's the main job. That's your one job. Get the pool working, get them up and running, and yeah, try not to fucking breed parasitic fucking meningitis-causing amoebas in the water. If you don't mind, that'd be that'd be good. Put some more fucking chlorine in there, maybe. So that's my uh, my little bitch for the for the day for the evening. Um, but yeah, man, it is that it is that time of year, right? Eh? We have got Christmas just around the corner, and I'm getting bloody excited. I'm getting tingly I'm getting a tingle in my balls man I'm I'm fucking hanging for it eh? I've been a little bit mopey and sort of drained lately which really isn't my style you know and I was fighting that feeling for a long time I think I spoke about it on my last podcast how I'm kind of been a little bit meh sort of down and out uh, uh, lately which is probably why one of the reasons I've been a bit lazy pumping these podcasts out um, but yeah man it's uh, I'm starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel now Again, the Christmas break's coming up Get out of the heat for a bit Get away from the day-to-day grind and from work And shut the brain down, the whole system down And three weeks, man So I get a good week of catch-up with people And it'll be a bit hectic still with Christmas and everything And then that second week we'll be away Camping down south, down Albany um, and then the third week be sort of slowly making our way back up the coast stopping back in Perth for a bit and then and then coming all the way back up to headlands. so I figure that's a pretty good a pretty good amount of time to really, really decompress um, and get my mindset right you know, get my motivation back up and, and running and start building some momentum in the new year I'm really, really looking at... um. Yeah, you know, I don't like to look too far to the future and, and, and kind of forget about the day-to-day, like what's, what's happening right in front of me now, but um, I am sort of at the moment, I've written off this last month or so of the year, and I'm looking forward to really starting fresh next year. Get my mindset, my mindset right over that three week break. catching up friends, letting the hair down. Spend some good quality time like, with the kids and with the missus, and not and not be in that grind and that day to day sort of grind. And then yeah, coming back and, and facing the new year with a, a new plan, new goals. uh or uh, part of me, I keep yawning. That's gotta gotta stop. Uh, amended goals anyway, and um. Yeah, really writing writing it all down and, and, and hitting the new year fresh and ready to go, hit the ground running. So I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I love Christmas, man. Um, I, I haven't really even had a, as much time to sort of sit back and enjoy this time of year as much as I normally would. Just it's been so busy. So that's another thing looking forward to been you know, able to, to really enjoy the break and the, the holiday and time with family and watching the kids get excited and all that kind of shit man. They're getting older and older and they understand what's going on more and more. We're doing the Elf in the, on the shelf at the moment so every morning my kids wake up and um, they run around, specifically my boy runs around where are the Elves daddy, where are the Elves today and you know they find wherever new weird little place we've stashed them overnight and it's just cool man. Watching Christmas movies on the weekends and stuff, we just we thrashed them all, man. I watched Home Alone a couple of times over the weekend, and um, seeing that, like the seeing things through the eyes of a kid, so cool. Like I must have watched that movie Home Alone f- hundred times over my life, you know. And when he sets all the traps for the robbers and shit, and they come through the house and get all fucked up from his paint cans to the head and nail through the foot and blowtorch to the dome and all that shit. And and my boy just loses it, man. And hearing him laugh like this infectious little laugh, and seeing it sort of through his eyes again, how funny it all is, it's um, it's pretty cool, man. The kids got that that gift of being able to oh, another yawn. I can't get rid of them. Um, that 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 gift of being able to sort of make you see things through a fresh set of eyes again, which is really cool, man. Um, and yeah, we are as I've mentioned uh, in that little spiel there we are going down south so driving out of town on the 20th, hit Chris, hit Perth for Christmas and, and Boxing Day and then we're going to jump back in the car and take the trailer camper trailer down through the inland road down towards Albany so we'll cut past Bluff Knoll Camp at the Bluff Knoll um, National Park there um, and then head down to Albany which I haven't been to before. And, yeah, I think we're just planning on on getting into caravan parks along the way and find our way back up the coast, and um, yeah, just camp out where we can at caravan parks on the way home, and yeah, man, a bit of a relaxed time. So that's going to be really good. And I've just done a little bit of work on the camper trailer and and the Prado as well. Uh, just put some new spotties on, new new um, new stereo, which the head unit uh, fixed the window that was broken. Um, you know, I'm getting the batteries system sorted out better in the, in the camping trailer and yeah, just sort of as I'm trying to save this time of year, but sort of dropping money on getting the rig and all that sort of right for the trip, which is pretty cool as well. While I'm doing that kind of stuff, um, my, my Mrs. Ems is getting like all shit sorted for the kids, like these little travel tables that go over their laps. In the back of the car, so they got like their little, their iPad that's be hanging from the back of the chair, and they got like a desk that they can draw on or read books on or whatever. There's little pouches on the side for all their knickknacks and snacks and shit. So she's gonna have them set up like little a little prince and a little princess in the back there, and yeah, just trying to get on top of a few more of those little uh, camping hacks, camping tricks, especially camping with uh, or travelling hacks, travelling tri- tricks, should I say, travelling with uh, young kids and stuff like that, and uh, the dogs will be in the back as well. Uh, uh, oh, there goes another yawn they're probably just going to come through periodically like waves i can't really stop them but um so yeah man i'm looking forward to that um that drive down looking forward to get away actually don't mind the drive down eh? but looking forward to the getaway and driving through the night testing testing out the new um the new spotties as well i got the high i got the like, The light bar in the middle But I really wanted the spotties to I've angled them out so I can Hopefully the idea is light up the edge of the road a lot better So I can see any cows and kangaroos Lurking in the shadows trying to fuck me up from the side there So that's pretty cool Um, Yeah, be looking forward to test those out As well And what else we got going on around town man Um, Clearly it's uh, For anybody that puts their head outside For any period of time at all It's clearly Hot as the devil's balls outside right now and I think it doesn't obviously it changes from year to year but in, in recent memory, in recent years it hasn't normally got this hot this early in the season so it probably bodes for a, um, a pretty decent wet season this year, I'm not sure what the, um, the, the cyclone activity is going to be like, the rain activity hopefully we get some good rain come through oh, there's another yawn I not stop them, sorry yeah, hopefully we get some good rain coming through As well, but it's it's because it's come so early. I was speaking to someone about it today under the boys' work, and I think a lot of people, definitely in my field of work anyway, guys who are working outside and stuff, guys and girls who are working outside. It's um, it's probably people are a bit drained because we've had a couple of months of decent weather, decent heat so far already. Um, so yeah, man, I know everyone's kind of feeling that right now. The turtles are out. Turtles down at the beach, and they've been laying. Um, Yeah, so I see the crowds down there, and and, uh, I think we need to get down there this weekend actually with the kids and see, and we we saw them hatching at the start of the year, um, but haven't been down for the laying so far this part of the year, so we'll get kiddos back down there and check them out there, it's always really cute seeing the turtles doing their thing, pretty amazing creatures up, up close and personal really, it's awesome seeing them hatch actually when they first come out of the little shell and then yeah you know life just come into life for the first time and they wait till they catch a bit of sun and they just instinctively know to just bolt towards the fucking water and yeah you probably don't want to know what happens to most of them 90 percent of them once they get in the water but there's little sharks and all sorts of fish and 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 manta rays and shit hanging around in the shallows when when it's hatching time they're they're not stupid they know where the where all the food's at which is quite funny but yeah poor little Poor little bikes don't have a, a good um success rate I don't think as so I hit the water But uh <clears throat> I am um, yeah uh what about what about in the way oh man I went down to um oh what was it? Yeah, I went down to um the spot other do not Spall bank to Pretty Pool. Yesterday morning, on the Sunday morning, with the kids and the dogs, we went down for a bit of a swim and we got there quite early. I didn't want to beat the heat of the day. And you know, we stayed for an hour or so, splash around swimming. And you know, it was actually the, a little bit chilly when you're hot out of the water in the breeze and stuff like that. Um, and then came home, but it, it was an absolute bloody scorcher yesterday. Came out during the middle of the day and it was just bloody, it was like being in an oven. And that was when the. Uh, the carols were on last night and I know I, I interviewed Brad Holder a couple of weeks ago about the carols and, and we had all intentions of going uh, but uh, as I mentioned just before I'm quite wrecked at the moment You know, my missus is sort of feeling in the same boat as well when you listen to me I'll keep like hell I'll keep yawning while I'm in the middle of doing this podcast I've I'm just, I'm just sort of I've got a bit of a constant tired state going on at the moment so it, it came to the afternoon the kids were all ratty kind of hyperactive, tired type of style and I, was, I felt like my body was wrecked. My missus felt quite wrecked so we ended up bailing out of the, the carols in the end which, you know, you, you can't do everything. I felt bad about it but I think it was the right decision, man. Woke up this morning still a bit tired and, and you know, we would have only been further down the line if we'd have pushed, pushed ourselves and gone out again and I don't think the kids would have made it through to late 30 when Santa came. So, yeah, we did ended up bailing out on those... the, um, the, the the carriage, which is a bit of a shame but yeah we'll do the lights down in christmas when we get there and um yeah i'm sure we'll get into the spirit once we hit perth anyway we're on we're on bloody um you know on holiday time so yeah that's cool what's going on in the way for me of um your media the different media at the moment i've been I watched recently. I don't know anybody out there who, who, if you guys watch Netflix, but there's a documentary on there uh, called Game Changers. It's uh, produced by, I should say, directed by um, James Cameron, who does like Avatar and he's done some, a lot of other big films. Big, big director. And um, yeah, basically, it's a. I think he did the Titanic as well. James Cameron, and it's basically a um, I don't want to say a propaganda film. don't know if that's fair, but it's definitely it's a it's a it's a film a documentary promoting a plant based diet and promoting it hard, real hard. Um, and this it was really well done, being a great director that that he is, the the host of it, and who's one of the main, who's also an assistant sort of director of the film. Um, James Wilkes, I believe his name is, who's an ex-UFC fighter and he's a combat um, training specialist. He trains the U.S. military combat skills um, and um, a bunch of other things he does on the side. And he's a vegan you know, and, and supports a plant-based diet. And he and the director of the film and all the interviews and the information and and, and everything, and specialists and... and um, in their fields that they had on the show like it was all all done really really well it made a really really convincing uh argument but i did get the feeling a little bit like they were cherry picking their information and telling you what they wanted to spin the details and the facts in the favor of the the um perception of the the, the documentary makers but so i watched it i thought man there's so much seem like good information now I feel so lost like I definitely would never be a vegan but they're telling you all sorts of horrible things about meat and and, and made it look like they were backing it up with really good strong science and kind of made me worry a little bit about um, if they were on the right path and if, if too much too much meat was really causing damage to me and to our bodies and then bless bless him the the pod father himself, Joe Rogan, the man, had a nutritional scientist Chris Caressa, on his documentary, and they debunked this. This sorry on his podcast, and they and they debunked this documentary really quite thoroughly. He went through a lot of a lot of the major points, things that specifically I was thinking about, listening to, and was concerned about, and he went through it and all, and, he, and he debunked it um, using, relaying uh, other scientific. Uh, other um, scientific studies and that um, they'd done research programs and metadata studies and all this kind of shit and, and just really using the backing of good science, he went through and debunked a whole bunch of shit from the film. So I thought, okay, that sounds about right, man. I did, um, I I did feel like they were telling us the whole picture. It had just been it had just been done really really well, so that you could kind of get duped while you were watching it a little bit. Um, and then. I'm only probably a, maybe an hour into the second podcast in this series whereas Joe Rogan has got this James Wilkes guy from the, the Game Changers documentary on, and this other nutritional scientist fellow, Chris Cressup back on to debate and go head-to-head over the de- details. So basically give the guy from Game Changers chance at, at a rebuttal and to defend his points and to, and to explain what he thinks is, um, um, where the, where the, explain the position of the documentarians, where they're coming from and what they mean and, and why they believe what they believe. And he's so far doing a pretty good job, so I don't have enough details yet. I'm not all the way through that podcast, but um, he definitely is shutting this guy Chris Kresser down on, on several points. A lot of it is also, I think, still he's, he's, he's just a good, uh, um, deba- he's good at debating. So he's not necessarily coming through with the hard, fast facts that are, that are um, debunking the debunking. But he's definitely he's a strong um, yeah debater and he comes through and he holds himself very well and is well well prepared and, and he actually knows what he's talking about so it's a good strong conversation so far and I'll be interested to see uh, where it's going but the, the whether or regardless of, of what the movie uh, of what the outcome of this um, debunking debate is I've decided that the from the watching this documentary and from speaking to a bloke Nico that I was working with at work recently. Um, I've decided that I'm going to give vegetarian, probably actually be more pescatarian, uh, which is when you can eat fish, diet a try for two months next year. So we get back from Perth, 13th or 14th of January, um, and basically use that week to to get my shit sorted and jump straight into this um, vegetarian slash pescatarian diet for two months. So that'll be the time between when I get back from uh, Perth, until when we jump on the plane and go over to Bali, there'll be no vegetarianism happening in Bali. Suck my blank. Um, yeah, I'll be drinking beer and and eating whatever the fuck I want over there. But for those two months, I'm going to give it a try and see what how my body responds, man. See, um, if if it's if I feel a difference, if it's better for my gut health if it's better for my you know the bowels the bowels of a 36 year old man aren't quite the same as a 25 year old man so i gotta look after my fiber nutrition needs a lot better than i used to um and things upset my stomach a lot more than never used to as well so i'm going to see if i can make a few make a bit of a shift and see if it just see it for myself, man. I love meat. Love, 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 love meat. I actually want to start learning to hunt. You know, one day when, uh, in a couple of years when the kids are a little bit older, I've got a bit more time on my hands. I really want to hunt and kill my own meat and supply my family with our, with our own meat so we can get out of the factory farming circuit and all that kind of shit. I think I'll always eat meat for the rest of my life, but I'm, I'm keen to give this a try. Not veganism, but vegetarianism. Give it a try. I'm going to be smashing eggs like there's no fucking tomorrow. And I'm also going to cut the dairy right down i won't say zero dairy but that's what i'll be aiming for i'll be, I'll be getting on the black coffee um yeah i'll be dropping the butter and yogurt and, and and anything else those and cheese any of the big sort of um the big dairy sort of uh, markers in my diet uh for those two month period and just see how i feel man so yeah you gotta you know use my body as a little bit of a guinea pig and and just see if i can um make a difference if I'm, and, and maybe I don't know what I'm talking about maybe I, I try this diet and it works really well for me and I'm like fuck I should have done this 10 years ago I don't know maybe I do 2 months and go you know what did it tried it wasn't for me where to fucking stay at y'all so we'll see we'll see where that where that one goes but I'm pretty interested and that'll be part of my it's also a a, a good way for me to come in and, and with that new year motivation that I was talking about so Gives me a specific physical goal to um, to focus on and to implement to help keep myself disciplined and staying true to my goals. And hopefully that should be there should be a knock on effect for, from that throughout the rest of my life, my work life, my family life, my training, um, hitting my goals, podcasting, all that kind of shit. If I can set a goal, physical goal, it's going to be hard for me not eating meat, sticking to that. As a as a way of kicking off my new year, I think that's going to be uh, a good way to go. I think they go hand-in-hand hand well with everything else I'm trying to do uh, in my life. Because I'm, I'm just going to come straight out and say, it. I've fucking dropped the ball the second half of this year, maybe the last quarter of this year, I should say. I've dropped the ball, man, I really have. Uh, I have not achieved what I wanted to achieve. Um, i I've been struggling for the motivation and, and, and uh, inspiration and passion that I normally try and bring to what I do in life and I've more just been on kind of cruise control and I, I, I'm blessed with that one tool I, I learnt you know, a few years back where I was in a really good state but I, but, um, I, I, but I learnt, I heard somebody saying and I, and I took it to heart and locked that bit of information away that they say when when you don't have motivation you don't have the inspiration you're struggling to keep moving forward like you, you just got to keep you keep going through the motions you don't drop the ball completely and just let it all everything hit the ground because then when you finally get out of your little slump and you get your motivation back and, and you're ready to start building momentum again you literally have to start from scratch and you've gone way backwards and you've made your life a whole lot harder whereas if you can go through these slumps and when all those things you know you, you can't find your muse uh, and you're a bit low on inspiration and motivation and energy and sleep and all that kind of shit. If you could just go through the motions, keep doing your best job you can at work, keep doing the, the 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 things like I'm still doing my I'm still training three or four times a week. It's been really hard for me. I'm never getting to the gym anymore. Very rarely I'm getting to the gym, and I'm just full of energy and I'm pumped and I'm ready to go. Every time I get there, it's like all right, let's go. And I mean, I love training. I've always loved training. It's always been one of my favorite things to do these last few months. It's been a chore for me. Um, so I'm making sure I do it. I've been missing podcasts, even though I love doing them. You know, but I'm I'm keeping the minimum up one foot in front of the other, one foot in front of the other, one foot in front of the other. So the idea is when I f- we'll get through this bit of a slump, get some energy back, and I start moving again in the right direction next year with some speed and some intent, that I'm, I haven't let... All the things I've built up over the last few years just fall away. That's the idea. That's the that's the theory. So that's again a little on, on tangent there, but that's that this this vegetarian thing is one of the things I feel is going to help me um, hit those goals and, and keep me disciplined and, and keep me honest in the new year. So that's where I'm at, man. Um, and I guess yeah, yeah. That's about all I've got to say on that. I think. Um, I'm gonna quickly go into some um, some dusty kind of territory here. Something that I probably wouldn't normally talk about, share you know, on a public forum. But this podcast is all about me being honest and, and um, just telling the truth and, and, and telling my truth. And this is part of it. So sounds weird now. I've given this preemptory speech. It's nothing that bad. It's just something you wouldn't normally talk about um, in, in, in a public forum. But so. I'll start start with a softball, I'll start really um, left field and come into it. So basically, I'm a proponent for um, legalising marijuana. I'm actually a proponent for legalising mushrooms as well and LSD and and other hallucinogens and psychedelics. Um, There's a book by Michael Pollan called um, How to Change Your Mind, The New Science of Psychedelics. If you're interested, you should get it and read it. He's a journalist Scientific journalist who's done some really great books, he's a best selling author and whatnot. And he did a book a couple of years ago, as I just mentioned, um, How to Change Your Mind The New Science of Psychedelics. And basically, he went and tried a bunch of different psychedelics and to as his journalistic research and then wrote a a book about it, wrote some articles about it, and then wrote a book about it eventually. Um, best-selling book and really really good really really well done and he goes into all the medicinal studies that are starting to go back on they're starting to go on in the states around mushrooms and lsd they use them for therapy they use them to um, help people cure people with terminal illness of fear of dying Uh, they're not curing the terminal illness they're curing the anxiety about, about death helping people to um to uh quit smoking break alcoholism habits uh, they're talking to people who've had lifelong trauma people with p t s d and they're and they're having like one to two to three sessions and 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 completely healing and curing people of these uh mental illnesses and diseases that they've got you know which is just amazing man um it's a whole other podcast I'm going to start going into all the details of that right now, but definitely look up Michael Pollan. and look up that um that book, and he was also on the Joe Rogan Experience, which is where I first heard about him. But yeah, they're starting to decriminalize mushrooms um, over in America. They're starting to do a lot more clinical studies with LSD and ecstasy, uh, MDMA, I should say, and and um, psilocybin mushrooms. Um, and you know, the culture's changing. There's, there's you know, marijuana is legal in multiple, multiple states over in the, in the U.S. now, and it was now med- medicinally... medically. Um, legal in, in I think four or five states in WA and they've just recently made another step in the right direction where in WA they've taken away the unnecessary step of making people who get a prescription from the GP to then have to go to see a specialist to get so you get a recommendation from your GP you had to go to a specialist to get your script for medicinal marijuana they've now taken out that step so your GP can now um, recommend you um, get you can now, what's it, what would you call it, refer you, whatever, to get a script for medicinal marijuana, and you can skip the specialist steps. Uh, so that we're going in the right direction. I think another five years, maybe maybe between five and ten, but I'm optimistic to say five to seven years, we'll be um, looking at legalisation fairly broadly across the board in Australia as just more education comes out about it, and one generation leaves office and leaves power, and another generation who understand more um the reasons why marijuana was made illegal in the first place, and why, and people who understand the benefits and, and all that, uh, and this, the very, very low risks, negative risks in, involved with in marijuana, I think you're going to start seeing those um old uh, those old laws and those that old those old chains sort of start falling away, and the, and that whole um, that whole class of drugs is going to start becoming. More readily readily available, more understood, more more research will be done on them, and yeah, man, there's always going to be that risk that some people don't react well to um, hallucinogens or even marijuana. Some people are going to smoke weed, uh, going to smoke too much of it, and they, and they might have a psychotic um, episode, and they might become, uh, you know, if they're prone to schizophrenia and their paranoia, or schizophrenia in their family bloodlines or whatever, that that might be something that could help trigger them. Uh, but it could be a traumatic event that helps trigger them it could be a knock on the head that helps trigger them there's a bunch of different things that can and like I always say to people man yeah marijuana is not going to be good for every single person there's some people who are not going to benefit well from it you need to figure out if you're that kind of person to make a mature decision as an adult to stay away from it but hey man peanuts kill some fucking people too do you know peanuts kill people so we can't just ban everything because it's going going to be uh Dangerous or, or or unhealthy for, for some, certain members of the population. That's just not the way we should go about things. Which leads me through into the next part of my my little chat. I was gonna, uh, which I was sort of giving you a peremptory heads up to uh, a little bit earlier. But fuck it. Um, I I recently actually on the weekend just gone. Um, I, I just had a a DMT trip. So I don't know if anybody listening knows what DMT is, dimethyltryptamine. It's one of the strongest hallucinogens uh, in the world. It's made in your own body. Um, they think it's made in the pineal gland. It's basically, um, and it's, it's uh, absorbed by your liver very, very fast within about 10 or 15 minutes. So um, DMT is the active ingredient in ayahuasca, if anybody's ever heard about the ayahuasca ceremony. Um, but they make that ayahuasca is, is binded with an with another plant. They make it into a tea and brew it up, and the other plant slows the absorption from your liver with the of your liver with the um, DMT, so it drags it out to like a six or eight hour ceremony, and and it's very crazy and hectic. Whereas DMT trip, the way I had it, smoking DMT, is like a ten or fifteen minute trip and very 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 intense now this isn't a party drug it's not something you go out with your mates and just yeah get on the piss and take TMT because you're looking for a good rad time um, it's, it's, it's a very introspective drug where for me I've had it before a couple of times before um, once last time was about a year and a half ago and the time before that was about four years ago um, actually looked on before that was five years ago, yeah, five and a half years ago. So it's not something you do regularly. It's not like a party drug, it's not an addictive drug, it's not a Moorish drug. Like I said, it's something that's made by your body. But what it does uh, is really breaks down, it, it dissolves your ego. All right, It dissolves your ego. Um, there's some brilliant fantastic visuals that go with it, especially if you close your eyes, you see these intense complex geometric shapes um beautiful, beautiful shapes. Um you can see horrible things, you can see scary things if that's what's in your mind. Basically it shows you what you need to see. Um it makes you look at things that you're insecure that you're insecure about or that you've put blocks up to to ignore. Um makes you look inside yourself and, and basically see face the things that you need to look at need to face and um, things that, like I said, we can put blocks up against in our own life and things that the ego won't let you think about or concentrate on. It dissolves all of that and brings everything right to the forefront um, and makes you deal with the shit that you're not dealing with. Um, It also kind of washes away all the bullshit, the day-to-day bullshit that that we're constantly thinking about and constantly have on our minds um, and kind of gives you a bit of a fresh slate to start from a clean slate start start from again Um, as Joe Rogan uh, explains it it's kind of like your desktop on your computer where it's got so many old files muddled up all over the desktop making a big mess and and then you go and just basically wipe everything you smoke DMT you wipe everything away and you've got to face a whole bunch of horrible you know crazy horrible sometimes scary sometimes beautiful wonderful things in the process and then at the end of the experience, there's one folder left on the desktop that says, my old bullshit. And you can slowly go into that, as we do inevitably over the next coming months and weeks, and start unpacking all your old bullshit and cluttering up your desktop again. But it really is a really good analogy of what, and a good way of looking at it. It's, it's It sort of goes, it clears your mind, clears all that bullshit out of the way and lets you see another side of the world that's there all the time that we just as I said the ego doesn't let you, you operate in and Mockle pollen goes into that whole dissolution of ego and what and what those uh, it means when you have a hallucinogen and, and it dissolves the ego and why we need ego and why it's good to sometimes uh, put it in the back seat for a little while as well but it really really interesting man really powerful experience um, uh, the last time I did it was a bit more of a introspective powerful experience um, experience for me there was about there was four of us um on the weekend who did this and I think maybe one or two maximum three people would be probably the better amount to do that maybe just two people um because there's a little bit too much talking going on and things like that where it really is something you don't want and, and I had a good time I had a really good laugh and a good chat with the guys And because you know, once those barriers have been broken down we all felt quite close and connected and had a good chat and laugh afterwards but for me I would rather be a little bit more introspective and in more of a quiet sort of zone where I could really, really go deep on some of those um, feelings and thoughts and emotions and shit that were bubbling up to the surface it just makes things so clear man I went in there knowing I had some shit I wanted to deal with and uh, deal with and wanted to um, think about, but you can't guide the, the experience. You just have to open yourself up to it, and it'll show you what, what you need to see, which is really, really cool, man. And it's fucking horrifying at the same time. It's why you don't do it often. It's why there's a year or two between you know sessions. Um, there's anxiety coming into it because you know how intense it can be. But again, you have to look into it for yourself, read the book, read some of the articles, listen to the podcast, it's not a, a dangerous drug. Your body makes it. Um, you can't overdose on it. Your liver will, will break it down within, like I said, 10 or 15 minutes and you'll be completely back normal. You can fucking go out and go to work afterwards if you wanted to. You, you There's no come down. There's no hangover. There's no fuzziness afterwards. When it's gone, it's broken down. It's gone. It's out of your system. You will feel good, um, a feeling of well-being for the weeks and months coming afterwards. Um, but yeah, man, it's just... It's not a dangerous drug. You're not gonna. It doesn't elevate your heart le- heart rate and all those kinds of things. Um, you know, so very safe, but something that needs very needs to be res- respected because it can be, it's quite powerful, man. And um, just it was a really cool experience. And the colors, man, the beautiful, beautiful colors and complex, intricate geometric shapes and shit. And in those shapes, there was pictures and like little visions of stuff that was important to me in my life and shit like that. And it was fucking just insane. And then when you open your eyes and look at the trees and stuff around, <laughs> they're all dancing and swirling and fucking colours are vibrant and fucking really, really amazing, powerful experience, hey? And, um, yeah, it'll be a few, few months until I, until I try it again, but, um... Again, like I said, it's not the kind of thing I'd normally just go out and, and talk about in public or whatever. I'm like My family members listen to this podcast, so now they know. <laughs> it's, um, you know it's something that I find I've been it in for a long time, and just the more and more I've learned about it, um, I find it a really powerful, valuable tool to help evaluate um, yourself. And not everybody, it's not for everybody. Not everybody can handle it. Some people are going to freak out. I'm pretty, fairly strong of mind. Um, and as well I've done the research on it to know that it's not physically harmful for you and I know the guy that cultivates it he literally grows the plants himself cultivates it all from scratch I know the whole process that's involved with it it's not some sort of back alley drug I'm just picking up and winging it but um, there you have it man I thought I'd close out with that one a little uh, dip into my DMT experience recently and um, yeah, yeah that's about all I've got to say on that one, man, I think. The next podcast will be next Monday night, so a week from now I'll be on Nikki and Gloria. Um, they're my neighbours and friends. Um, they're, they're deck across the road doing a podcast. The first first said I'd like to interview them after their wedding. They had the second Gay wedding in Headland a couple of months ago, a few months ago here and in, here in Headland obviously. So um, and there's a bunch of things I want to talk to them about. Nikki, uh, sorry, Gloria selling the home hardware. She owned that for thirty two years. Recently, and just she's she's on the um she's got a finger in her nose and a bunch of different things on around town. So we can chat to her about her opinion on a bunch of different um things about the buyback scheme and about the alcohol restrictions in town and all sorts of stuff. I'm really go into some deep interesting territory with those guys and we're having a drink and a laugh as well no doubt so that'll be the last one before i head out of town and i'll try and squeeze another one in uh before christmas and yeah see what i can get done while i'm away on break but yeah thanks for everybody who's listening and who takes the time to to follow me and support me it means a lot to me um stick with me man i'll get past this little hump and um i'll fucking keep keep um keep up to speed next year hey i've got my average man podcast uh Stubby holders in as well, so anybody who's been on the podcast, I'll be hunting you down and giving you a stubby holder. Anyone who's a mate of mine, anyone who wants one, just hit me up. Um, I've got 50 to get rid of for now, and then I just want to get them out and around, distributed around town so people start seeing my fucking weird little mug on their mug when they're having a drink. All right, totally easy, guys. Thanks for your time. Really appreciate it. And uh, that's all I've got to say for now. Episode number 55, Robbery.
0: Peace.